In the fast-paced world of racing, women have steadily been making their mark and breaking barriers. The Ladies of the Oval program, run by Randy Butler and Sam Shaw, is a platform that aims to showcase the achievements and empower women in this thrilling sport. Partnering with the Stickers and Scuffs podcast, this remarkable collaboration brings to you the stories of successful female racers who have defied the odds and left a lasting impact on the racing community or just getting started. At the heart of the program is a commitment to empower women and provide them with equal opportunities in racing. Through their initiatives, Randy and Sam strive to create a supportive and inclusive environment for all women racers. By shedding light on their accomplishments and celebrating their achievements, the program aims to inspire future generations of women to pursue their dreams in the racing industry. We are making significant strides in showcasing the accomplishments of women in racing. From Marley Owen to Amanda Balson to Jessica Power and Chantal Kalika, these remarkable women are leaving their mark and paving the way for future generations. Through our collective efforts, the program will promote empowerment, inclusivity, and equality, ensuring that the world of racing becomes a place where women can thrive and make history. Support Ladies of the Oval on social media, on Instagram, and on Facebook just by searching Ladies of the Oval. Also consider donating to their cause and providing sponsorship for women in 2024. Stickers and Scuffs has made our donation and you can too. Hello everybody. We are almost set for this episode with Caitlin O'Blenis, but before we get started, Caitlin wanted to make sure that everybody gets uh, their due. And of course, when we do these interviews, sometimes uh, racers uh, get a little bit nervous. They do forget some of the partners. Um, but it doesn't mean that they they weren't uh, a huge part of their program. So we want to make sure that Gates Graphics uh, is recognized, and they get their own little shout out right now, just because uh, it was a little bit uh, missed in our in our interview uh, segment. But um, they did the wrap on Caitlin O'Blennis's Thunderstock, and what a beautiful looking car. So without Gates Graphics, uh, definitely uh, the car wouldn't look as good. So make sure you guys. Uh, Give them a big, big uh, amount of support, um, of course, because they are a proud partner of Caitlin O'Blennis and had a great-looking race car. Uh, anyways, let's go uh, onward with the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast for 2024, our first episode of the year. And of course, we had to make it very, very exciting. So we're opening up with the person who's actually the uh, the lead for the 2024 Ladies of the Oval calendar, Caitlin O'Blennis and the, her Thunderstock. How about that picture right there? Beautiful. Out of Brighton Speedway. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. Well, let's get started, all right? Brighton Speedway, running in the Thunderstock division, ninth place in the point standings. How was last year for you? Uh, last year was 
amazing. I definitely came a long way. Um, last year, I got the most improved driver. And this year, I got best appearing car and probably my best year for um, my, my finishes by far. Excellent. And so so let's let's open that up then as to what was it about last year? Just confidence? Is that what it was? Or was there something that, that helped last year go a little bit better? Uh, last year is definitely, um, you, once you've raced a little while, you get in that groove, you figure out things that work better for you. Um, I also got a new car, which definitely helps. Um, we, we set it all up differently. We did different ways. My dad's really good at helping me out with that. So I think just definitely confidence and the past experience is finally catching up with me. It's definitely helping out. Well, we had, we had a comment actually about your appearance on the podcast and it actually says I've seen a race several times and she's the real deal. So that's got to feel pretty good that you've got uh, some fan support already. Um, and, and you're really kind of quite young in your racing career, right? It's it's not something you've been doing for like 20 years. No. So let's go back. How far do we have to go for when Caitlin O'Blen has started racing? So I actually started my racing career in go-karts back in 2014. I was nine years old. Um, and since then, I've just uh, progressed different classes. I've done Enduros, Stingers. Um, so my Stinger, I started that off in 2020. And my first Thunderstock race of, in a metric car, actually, was in a Camaro, was 2021. Wow. So, so it, is still, it is still relatively new. So. Yeah. I, I'm very curious about this because this is always anytime we do the ladies of the oval month, that's always something that I like to ask is, is it's not a typical thing that, that ladies go in and do racing. So mm -hmm. it does mention in your little bio in the, the ladies of the oval that you are a third generation racer. So how far does the Oblenis history go in racing? It goes quite far. <laughs> um, so it was my poppy, my dad, dad and I so my poppy started in 1991 and my dad started in 1999 so my dad's been racing for this is going to be his 25th season or like 25th year and uh yeah so he's actually I always grew up at the track like always I there was never a weekend that I missed <laughs> so um it definitely brought that oh I need to race I want to race and I I did and I begged for a go-kart to start off, and here we are now. <laughs> I love hearing that because it's, it's <laughs> the, the begging of, you know, it's crazy to think, though. I mean, nine years old getting into the wheel behind it, you know, a go-kart. So was there any fear to begin with, or were you just like, this is amazing. I, I love this. I can't wait to go faster. No, I've always said, I'm like, Dad, I'm going to race Thunderstock. Like, I really want to do oh, that. Oh, okay. And uh, it took a while. Yeah, it took a while for, like, to get money all out there. But um, sponsors that help me get there. And it, yeah, I've always wanted to, and it's happening. So that's great. <laughs> and so Brighton Speedway. Let's, le let's learn a little bit about Brighton as to, first off, is it just okay. because of the family history for you guys? That's why you're going back there to race right now location or are there other places that you're planning on racing uh there is definitely other places and of course i would love to travel but brighton definitely it's really close to home like it's only about 45 minutes for oh, us perfect. um 
and my family has raced here. Like that's where my poppy raced. And I've definitely raced, like I've raced at Brockville and I've went to different tracks to watch, but Brighton's definitely my, where my friends are, where my racing competitors are and definitely a track I know the best. So let's talk about then the progression because go-karts, we know that you can go one way or the other. So for, for mm-hmm. you, obviously having your, your father race on dirt and your, your poppy race on dirt, was it always going to be dirt for you? Or did you ever think about doing asphalt racing or road course racing? Or uh, was it always just got to have, got to have some dirt and, and sling some mud? No, it's always dirt. Like even my slogan, it's uh, dirt's my glitter, wash me shine. Ah, I've had that since go kart. <laughs> yeah, definitely dirt. I I would never want to race asphalt. It's definitely more of a you got to hold the wheel and go kind of deal. So it's more of a thrill in my opinion. Well, and and so again, f- for me, I'm still really new to the dirt racing scene, and and mm-hmm. that's one of the things that uh, why we do this podcast is to learn and grow and and, and see different racers and experience and and hear their stories so obviously i've been told several times i've (laughs) got to get into you know got to go and watch dirt got to go and be a part of it but for yourself getting into it only still relatively young i mean the the still really young career and you said you started in like 2020 which is like pandemic time so did you get a real good sense of of Mm -hmm. the racing scene yet or Maybe next, like, was it last year that it finally kind of came into full, um, full scene because you, you didn't have any restrictions? Mm-hmm. So, um, well, in 20, so 2022, I, it was a full year for me because 2021, it was like races on and off. On like, and off. You, you yeah. race, but there, like, it was like every other, yeah, it wasn't as much as like most people would call a season, but, um, yeah, so definitely last year and this season has probably been my best for racing and getting under the wheel. Like it's it's been tough, but uh, yeah. Well, and yeah. so again, <laughs> that, that adjustment period for you um, coming off of not really like you said, twenty twenty two, full first full season. Then you got twenty twenty three. Now you're going into twenty twenty four, and steady progression. Mm-hmm. Is there more pressure this year? Or are you feeling, like I said, is, is it more of a confidence feel um, because the last two years you've had improvements and you've learned <laughs> definitely a lot? Um, yeah, so going into this year, it's really like the confidence is bringing me in. I have lots of goals that I I want to I wanna get a top five finish in a feature because uh, this year I did really good. Like the last season I just raced. Um, I did like almost every race I was top eight and that's a big thing for me because in the 2022 season uh it was really hard like I was out of like top like I was more of the top 10 top 12 kind of deal and it's always been like oh I need to get up there and my goal for last year was to get top 10 in points so it was pretty cool that I actually got above my goal so I'm just hoping for more goals in the next coming season here. And so the 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 field out at at Brighton Speedway, how many are, ladies are we talking? Are you one of the very few, or is there a good amount, or or you know, is it something that maybe we still need to work on? Um, there's definitely a lack of 
of the girls, but there's definitely, there's lots of girls in go-karts and I really hope that they choose to come up just like I did. But um, there is still quite a few girls. Uh, there was a previous Ladies of the Oval, um, Shannon White. She's mm -hmm. there. Uh, we have like Angie Kirby. She races in my class. Uh, there's another girl named Tori. She races in my class. So there's three of us in my division, but it starts fading out as you go up. Like there's Kaylee Weiss and late models. But there's quite a few of us, but definitely more for sure. And so having a program like Ladies of the Oval, getting uh, a way to ex expose kind of ladies that are a part of racing and not just there for, I don't know what you would call it, uh, attention, but they're to race. Um, you know, I think that's been the, the hottest topic over the years is, uh, what, when are we going to have a, a driver that's going to go out there and just dominate and, and be there and, mm -hmm. and win. And unfortunately it, it does. It seems to, we, we get drivers that get close and then they just, they falter or it just doesn't end up happening. So what's the end goal for you? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I think we want to talk wins and, and championships competing, but is it to stay in the Thunderstocks for the rest of your career? Or would you like to move up and do late models? Um, so my goal is to definitely continue this on. Like I, I want this going on further down, like don't stop at third generation. Um, but I, myself, like my dad races in Canadian modified currently, and I would totally love to move up to that at some point. I definitely want to make sure that I'm hitting my goals in Thunderstock first, but I will progress. Yes. Well, and, and so then we go to, again, we talk about progressing and having a good group of, of girls. I mean, we've seen that. I mean, we see it more on, on the asphalt side, I think. Um, and that's just because of our background. That's what we're more familiar with. But I think having more ladies like yourself, do you know like that with this Ladies of the Oval program that you're being now seen by a lot more people and also yeah. those younger girls that are finally seeing representation at the racetrack and i think that's the most important thing when we go to the racetrack anytime there is a lady that's racing they are the fan favorite i mean the kids absolutely oh. love it and i think that's the cool cool thing like i can't imagine as a young a young kid that finally gets to see a girl in there representing and doing well so has that kind of struck you yet that you've, you kind of are, you are a role model for younger racers? Yeah, uh, it has. I've definitely had, I've had girls approach me saying they're like, Oh, I want to be like you. And it definitely, it's close to home. Cause I used to be like that too. I looked up to, there's like girls like Jessica powers and Kaylee. Weiss yes. and I've always looked at them and been like, Oh, I need to do that. <laughs> yeah. And now you've got that and, opportunity. Yeah, it's definitely, you yeah, you have that opportunity to do it now. And, you know, um, but what would you, what would you say? Because there's, there's going to be young girls that are going to ask you, you know, how to go about doing it. What would you say? Because there is, there is the stigma around racing and, and we're trying to get rid of it through ladies of the oval. And that's why we have a month dedicated to it. Um, that it is a male dominated sport. Mm -hmm. As we all know, that's bullshit. It's not real. Um, so what would you say <laughs> yeah. to, the, to those young girls that want to get involved in racing as to either how to approach it or um, where they should start out or just some advice that you can give? Um, I definitely say that there's no limits and don't let anyone tell you that you cannot race because you're a girl. Um, that is bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that if you want into it get into it don't worry about what other people think but um 
if you're gonna start, if you can start young, I would say 100% start in go-karts. It definitely helped me. Um, yeah, you just, you learn so much. You learn the track itself because it's, you start on an oval, you'll finish on an oval and you just learn the groove of maybe how you should turn your wheel, like throttle control, like everything like that. It's, it's definitely very helpful. And, and in terms of a community, how is the Brighton community for you? The Brighton community, um, I would say a lot of us are all like family. We hang outside of the track, we talk about, and we're, we're more than, we just always want to help. And if you always need help, you can always come and ask, don't hesitate. Like we're that kind of people and I definitely recommend you can come see me. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we've got a couple couple buddies and, and we've got uh, SNS driver that you're actually joining this year. Um, you are only the second Brighton uh, Speedway racer that's going to be repping our logos this year, which we're really excited about. And and um, uh, but only the second um, driver from Brighton. Uh, Corey Halbert beat you to the punch. That's OK. Um, <laughs> and, but now you're going to be the, the first female representation as well on the dirt for us, which is exciting. And for us, it's still a way to, to learn and to see how you do each and every week. So for yourself, have you set out goals for this year aside from, uh, and, and this is, I know we asked this, uh, I asked this a little bit earlier in the, in the podcast about like, you know, top fives and wins and stuff, but do you have to set a, like, how does it work for you? Are you setting a weekly goal? Like what I want to achieve this week, or are you just thinking down the road? Because I, I guess that's something that as the young racers, we really don't, we really don't hear from is, you know, that sure they've got the, everybody wants to win, but what is it that it comes down to like, Hey, I, I just want to improve my lap time, or I just want to run better this week, or I want to pass this driver. Um, you know, I want to gain these many spots. So what, what does it come down to for you at least? Um, so my division has very talented drivers in it. There's Josh yes, Grimm, does. Tyler Frank. Like all of them, and they're pretty well known. Um, my goal uh, going into every week is just to catch up to them, really, um, and to race with them. Because when I first started, I get lapped by them, and I was like, "Oh." So, and I now coming up, I'm actually racing with them, and I'm actually fighting for everything and fighting for wins with them and battling it out. And my goal is to just honestly hold my line, race a good race, and hope for the best. Because um, Obviously, my end goal, like I had told you, was top five finishes for this year. And, uh, of course, a feature win. So, um, definitely in the future. And I can feel it coming. And I just know that I have to stay strong and focus on the the progressiveness of my driving itself. And that's obviously something that's so important because, again, something on our podcast we really talk about is the mental health side of, of racing and how it can be debilitating. Uh, especially I can't imagine if you're made it all the way up to the front and then all of a sudden you make a mistake and you spin out and then you lose all that mm -hmm. track position or you have a wreck or you have a mechanical failure. So when you do have those, those bad weeks, as we say, how are you able to, to move past it? Who, what is there? Is there something that you end up doing or is there somebody that you talk to? What is it for Caitlin O'Blanis that helps her move past a tough week? If it's just a tub of ice cream, you know, who knows, but uh, what, what is it that helps you move on? Uh, definitely my dad and my poppy. Um, they've, they've all been through that. They've done it themselves. And that's what they always tell me. They've like, Oh, I've done that. Or it's been worse. Trust me. And that they always help me fix my car and they always get me through a mental block. Like, Oh, 
before a race, they'll tell me like, oh, you're okay. It's fine. Do good. Just focus on this. Hit your points. And uh, my dad, like that's how it started even in go-karts. He would come out and he'd walk the track with me. And he would take me through where I should turn, maybe where I should let off. And I definitely feel that those help mental blocks and can help me progress as well. So it's, it's they're definitely my biggest supporters to help me get through wrecks or fix anything I need. Well, we know that there's always uh, a lot of people that it takes to bring you to the racetrack each and every week. Um, you've obviously got partners mm -hmm. on the race on the race car, and we always give an opportunity mm -hmm. um, for our racers and those who are on the show to shout out uh, those partners um, that got you mm -hmm. to the race. Obviously, we don't we might not know all the partners are good, that are going to be there for the 2024 season yet, but. You had a bunch of partners for 2023 and a bunch of people, uh, team crew, uh, family, whoever it was that, that helped you out. So this is your moment to shout them out and to thank all your partners and uh, the people that, sh that got you the racetrack. Um, so definitely my family, my mom, my dad, and uh, my nanny, my poppy, Rob and Christine, Dale, Sandy, all of them. They've been a like, really good help. But um, the sponsors that get me to the track as well um, would be Excel Towers, Excess Storage, the Spa Company, BGM Metalworks, Castle Rock Crane, Hometown Accounting, uh, Bob's Portable Toilets, uh, John Stevens, uh, Napney Muffler and Brakes. Yeah, I've got quite a few and hopefully some more for the 2024 season as well. It's so rewarding to hear ladies that that come into the racing scene and are able to find partnerships and and run well and, and by all accounts last year was a a big upstep for you and and what's the excitement level for 2024 caitlin my excitement level is through the roof <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> well so are we and we're excited that you're going to be wrapping uh SNS this year on the dirt hopefully you can outshine Corey halvert and we'll make a a really nice uh <laughs> brightened combination but uh how can people follow along with your story do you have social media for people to follow along uh we do have a facebook account um it's oblenis racing uh you will see me and my dad's though it won't just be me but yeah facebook all right so that's facebook and of course caitlin oblenis of course is the january athlete for the ladies of the oval calendar we are of course big supporters of everything that sam and I've already started putting stuff on my calendar, actually. Um, <laughs> Randy are uh, are putting together. So uh, first off, before we finish, let's just give a, a quick shout out. And, and uh, what's it uh, been like to have Randy and Sam uh, and Ladies of the Oval? How's it been to have them as? Oh, it's, it's been amazing. I It's bringing people up it's making people get attention and not only to us to our sponsors as well because they don't get enough credit they're the ones that get us to the track and help our cars and they are just great and i find that ladies of the oval reps everything not just us and everyone else and hopefully bring up the new girls into the track it'd be amazing that's all we want to see and that's why we have a month dedicated to it ladies of the oval month and of course make sure you get out to brighton speedway this year and support Caitlin Oblenis, SNS racer, and our first guest in 2024. Thank you so much for joining me, Caitlin. Thank you for having me.
Well, that was great, Caitlin. Thank you. Not sure what's going on with my screen here. Sorry, I'm trying to end the uh, recording and the... Oh, there we go.